Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. My name is Max Peterson. I'm the CEO of Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts Canada. Uh, welcome to you. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, look, as usual, I always want to uh, bring a bit of a message to the general contractor community. However, if you're there and you're considering getting into the game, or if uh, maybe you're a uh, you know a subcontractor and you're a trade, uh, then this you know some of this stuff is is definitely uh, up your alley as well. You just got to pick and choose a little bit. But um, yeah, I guess I want to start with a bit of an update. Last week we uh, we brought on here at corporate office. We brought on a. Uh, a manager that's going to help me, uh, you know, serve uh, our our franchise general contractor. So that's pretty exciting. And then this week, also on Friday, we signed up our uh, another new franchised operator. So super pumped about that. Uh, it's Monday today. Tomorrow we're launching into uh, four days of training uh, where we'll cover everything from sales, estimating, quoting, uh, you know, business development. And so we're gonna we're really excited about you know way the business is developing. And then of course you know. Uh, not everyone is going to join forces with the Smith & Sons brand. We we probably couldn't handle that anyway. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we want to be able to bring uh, massive value. So uh, all that being said, today I want to just cover off, uh, because it's very interesting that every time that we bring in a, a new general contractor into uh, the Smith & Sons family, it's funny, It's there's always this feeling of day one. There's always this this anticipation about, okay, uh, this gentleman has worked a certain way for a certain amount of time. Uh, he got a certain result, obviously one which he is not completely satisfied with. And now we're about to uh, turn it up and we're about to uh, put a Smith & Sons jersey on him and uh, and really try and propel his business forward uh, along with his help, obviously. So really what that starts talking to me as I go and review, and I have been over the weekend, just our training all of our training modules, and I've just been looking at the different aspects therein. Uh, you know, I, I started to. Uh, what really does get me exciting is the strategic planning and business development day. And uh, you know, today I wanted to just bring a quick message before we got underway with this huge week. Uh, and and really, I want to talk about us as general contractors having a desire to be a pioneer. And you know, I I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that what it takes. Uh, mentally, I think, to be able to sort of say, yes, I'm going to go into business for myself. You know, I, I think a large percentage or large portion of the population, they do go to a job and they, they do work a position. And you know what, that's okay, because not everyone is is destined or has a desire to be a lead dog or a company owner, because there is a lot of shit that goes with it. Um, uh, so the risk is quite high. So I think if you're, you know, if you've got, you know, what I'd call thoroughbred entrepreneurial DNA, and you understand completely, you're very self-aware, and you understand that, you know, there's it's, it's high risk, it is high reward if you get it right. But there's certainly, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of guys and gals that have certainly, um, you know, ended upside down or underwater because of their their uh, their attempt to build a business. So it's certainly not easy. So. You know, but I think, you know, what I want to do is I always want to be above the line thinker. I always want to be, you know, maintain positivity. I want that to get louder. And so, you know, I want to cover a couple of quick points. Um, and, and ironically, they, you know, they came from because I inserted a lot of this information into our strategic planning and business development training day. And uh, I did I did go and take a look at, you know, uh, in the initial stages when I was developing that 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 module, uh, I, I looked at a lot of key players in the business sector and guys that have really founded startups and then built businesses to significant levels. And one of those guys was Jeff Bezos from Amazon. 
and I'm sure you've all had the wonderful opportunity to contribute to his success at some point. Um, but a couple of, you know, a couple of points that he made, uh, you know, I really like the idea, you know, he really talks about fending off day two. And I know that, you know, there's this, and we, you know, you could probably say it's the same thing. It's like a honeymoon period. So it's all very exciting first up and at the beginning. But I know that, you know, as a, as a guy that's been in, in, you know, a self-employed position for basically all of his life, you know, for over 30 years or, you know, close to 30 years, I don't know that I could go and work in any other capacity, but I do know that, you know, it's easy to start ventures and it's very cyclic. And the minute you get some challenge, you squirrel off to something else because, you, you, you know, when, when, the, when the honeymoon period dies off, then all of a sudden you're sort of a little bit disillusioned. You've got some challenges. There might have been some restrictions that are applied. Things aren't as happy or, you know, fun and wonderful like they were in the beginning. Uh, that, that, that ceiling we need to pu- push through. We need to punch through. So uh, obviously when you start to climb the mountain, the, uh, you know, the oxygen level at the bottom is, is quite, it's quite there and quite available. But as you get higher, the, the, uh, you know, the oxygen starts to thin out and, and it, it does become more difficult. So I think the uh, you know the fending off day two is is certainly you know I I come to the office you know excited about the next step the next possibility and so you know I couple together the the day the feeling of day one when I think back maybe uh, three or four years ago when we incorporated this company uh, and then we had to go to the grind of actually setting it all up and we had to talk to lawyers about agreements and paperwork and bank accounts and all those kinds of things. All of a sudden, you could get bogged down in that. And I think what you've got to do is you've got to maintain your vision. And you know, on the wall, in our in our uh, in our training room, in our conference room here, you know, we talk about two things. There's that we've got we've got our mission on the wall in there, and we've got our purpose. And really, our purpose is to make general contractors successful. We're going to do everything that we can do uh, to make them successful. But our our mission is to put together, you know, a group of really uh, high class entrepreneurial. Uh, elite general contractors that's our mission uh, but our purpose is that you know everyone that comes in and, and puts on a smith and sons jersey our, our goal is to to help those guys and gals succeed and so you know it's with that you know it's with that clear mission and it's with that really uh you know purpose of clarity that really continually motivates me to to keep doing what i do and so, you know, for you and your business, you really want to make sure that you never, ever lose sight and you better make sure that before you start, you've figured out what is your mission? What is it that you do that drives you? Um, you've got to figure out why it is uh, that you do what you do because it's super important. Otherwise, you will, you, you know, you'll get lost. You'll get the first challenge will come up and all of a sudden, no, I'm not doing this. I can't be bothered. Um, and that's sort of not where we want to be as business owners. I think to then support that, you know, when someone like, and I haven't been in this business, I mean, really, we were only open for business around about June, July in 2018. And so we're, you know, just over three years into it. And even for me, if I'm not careful, you could, I could get disillusioned with, you know, the, the way the business is going. And we look at what's, you know, what challenges we're facing in the, in the marketplace currently. And, you know, it's easy to get disillusioned and maybe downhearted and sort of not really enthused as to what we're doing every day. But I think what, what I do on a daily basis, uh, both internally and externally, is that there is still an eagerness to invent. And, uh, you know, most of these, all of these points that I'm going to make today are straight out of the Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, Business 101 book. He talks a lot about having an eagerness to invent. And I think for us as general contractors, and I guess this is where Smith & Sons go, we, we're saying we have to reinvent or re-engineer the client experience, 
because it's quite obvious. People make TV shows out of, 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 of renovation horror stories where a general contractor run off with all the money or a general contractor did a you know, half-assed job and didn't do something up the code or whatnot. So, you know, we're saying, okay, we've got to do the construction side of it better. But how, what about the, what about the pre-sales process? What about the experience with the general contractor leading up to the commencement of on-site work? So, you know, there's, there's for me as a uh, carpenter by trade and a qualified builder, uh, I have the, the, the opportunity to be able to work on behalf of all of our general contractors and go, right, what can we do at corporate that's going to really empower and energize our general contractors and of course, then you know, re-engineer the experience that every one of our clients has with every one of our general contractors. So if you're in your business, and this is, I'm telling you, this is hard because you're going to sit down and you go, yeah, good idea, Max, but I've got to do 20 quotes and I've got three or four projects on the go and I need more men because I'm understaffed and all this kind of thing. And so I get it. I get what general contractors go through. It's why I do my job. You know, it's why I do what I do because I'm not just trying to flog something and another, you know, a, a motor vehicle or, or a, you know, a piece of real estate or whatever. Oh, this, is, this is something where I know there is an absolute, there's a massive gap in what general contractors do on a daily basis and there's a massive gap in their understanding and their ability to execute. And so, you know, we've got to work hard on self-awareness and then go, right, how am I going to, and this could be part of your reinvention. The reason guys come to us is they realize that they don't want to go and do branding. They don't want to go and do marketing. They don't want to go and uh, create systems and processes within their sales processes and understand more about what's the best piece of software to use. It's so painstaking for them to go and systemize their business and, you know, I, I don't mean this to be a right hook for what what uh, our business offers, but all I can do is tell you my story, tell you what I do on a daily basis. This is happening in real time. On Friday, we signed a franchise into the business. He comes in tomorrow and he does four days worth of training. We are, we are running around setting up advertising campaigns. We've already got Google uh, AdWords happening in his area this, the brand is already out there. I've already talked to the, the vehicle wrap companies. We've got his business cards, you know, ordered. We're, we're already mobilizing and it's literally, we are just going to turn the key on this Smith & Sons, you know, uh, performance vehicle. And that is the difference. You know, going from doing what you're doing and you're coming towards the end of the year because we're in, what are we in now, October. And uh, happy birthday, Dad. Tell us my dad's birthday. Um, you know, and so, you know, going towards the end of the year, you're going to wonder, you're going to look over your shoulder and you go, did I do everything that I could do? And if the answer is yes, then are you happy with the outcome? Because if you've just done everything you've, you could do, you've, you've, you've self-educated as much as you could do, you've recruited, you've put systems in place as best as you could, and it still doesn't give you the outcome. And then when you think about what you're going to do towards the end of this year and then next year, and it doesn't give you any hope, then your shit's broken. Like, you've got to change something. You, you can't be old and washed up like me at 48 years of age and go, geez, I wish I had to change some stuff 10 years ago. Today is the best day to go and do something. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to pick the phone up and ring me. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just saying that you need to be diligent because, you know, don't sit there and complain about your business not moving forward if you're not actually being active in the business. In other words, you are... You don't have the feeling of what it was like on day one and you you don't have an eagerness to invent or to create systems or create or, or re-engineer the client, you know, the client experience. The easiest thing for me to do to dominate in this marketplace, because where I come from, 
there was no such thing as a cost plus. And I, I guarantee you I'll get some hate off of this. Um, but folks that know me will know how much I give a shit. Um, the, at the end of the day, the easiest thing for me to do, uh, combined with what I already did, was uh, as, a, as a human dealing with customers, was, was throw down and say, right, we, we do fixed price contracts only. And you've heard me, if you've listened to my stuff you know, thus far, you'll know that I've talked about fixed price contracts all over the place. And that was the easiest way for me to capitalize and to get into the marketplace and re-engineer the client experience and to get some market share. Because I just quite simply offered something that was not being offered. And, and a lot of people would say to me, Max, we could never do that. Or Max, that'll never take off. Nobody will ever get in, in, with, in with that. I'll tell you who does get in with that, and that's freaking clients. Clients love they love the peace of mind. They love the security. They love the satisfaction. They love the fact that they're dealing with the local operator who's got a who who who's part of a corporate organisation that essentially keeps them up to high standards. They are accountable to us. This is the way it works. And I'm telling you, if you don't like that, then that's fine. I, I get it. Um, but I tell you what, everyone needs a coach. Everybody needs an unreasonable friend. And, you know, as much as I love working with these guys, all of them know, all of them know that I won't pull any punches. I will always act in the best interest of the brand. So this is something for you as your general contractor and, and you're the owner of your brand. The easiest way for me, and I've got a fairly technical situation where I've got, I've got, I've got business partners to keep happy. I've got franchised operators to keep happy. I've got staff to keep happy. And of course, top of the line, we've got clients to keep happy. The easiest way for me to decide in a dispute as to what to do next, is I just act in the best interest of the brand. And that might be your takeaway for today. You need to operate in the best interest of the brand. And so why, so, okay, so an example for that is, uh, you know, we believe in, you know, in through our whole sales process, we talk about being prepared, being prepared, being prepared. And of course, you know, we decided to run this guy through training next week or this week. And I had a choice to make. I'm like, do I come in on Monday and just try and, you know, tack this thing together and rehash whatever I need to rehash ready for training? No, I spent all of Saturday and all of Sunday in the office preparing because I need to be over-prepared. I need to be able to deliver at such a high level that the wow factor is off the charts. See, that's, that's my commitment to, the, to, 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 my, to my endeavor, to what I'm going to do. You know, I don't want to rock up and be half-assed. Uh, you know, and I think you'll only do that if you're committed to the outcome. You know, if, if you, and this is one way to tell, if you aren't as diligent today as what you were 12 months ago, if you're not more invigorated by what it is that you're doing, you are slowly, slight, you are slowly sliding backwards. You are, you are slowly becoming disenchanted with the building industry. And I might have mentioned this one other time, but you know, I used to say to my guys because I still do. I'm I'm going through, you know, the whole the, the whole training module, and I'm looking at some of the pictures that I, I show the guys of the work that I've done personally. And you know, there was there was a, a million dollar plus townhouse development I did, and I look at those I look at those pictures, and I remember the feeling of excitement because it was the largest project that I had ever done, and still to this day is the largest project that I ever done. But it's, it's so invigorating and it's so inspiring that, that I would have no problems turning and, and turning and going becoming a general contractor. And I always used to say to my guys, we don't do this because we build shit. We, we do this because we love construction. And, and that's, it's a fact. I mean, I, I think there's something internally uh, that 
wants to create for me. It's like I love, and this is why I struggle with working in an office because at the end of the day, you can stand back and, you know, suck on a brew and, and look at, you know, what you've just built. And it, that, to me, that, that inspires me. And I, I don't get as much of that these days. And I recognise that that is actually something that, that I, I am a little disappointed about. But what I do now is I don't build homes. I, I build people, I, I help people build business. And I'm essentially building these guys' lives with them. And it's together we achieve so much more as a team. So, um, you know, we talked about eagerness to invent. We're talking about fending off day two. Always remember what it was like in day one. Get your inspiration from that feeling because what you think about determines how you feel. The way you feel will determine your actions, activity. So it all starts. Success is an inside job. Let me say that again. Success is an inside job. It all starts in the six inches between your ears. That's where it all commences. That's where it all begins. You know, but ideas are shit. Execution's the game. Yeah, at some point, you, you can make, be all warm and fuzzy about your ideas, but at some point, you've got to go get it. And so those two things, those two components working together are super strong. And then the other thing, you know, that Jeff Be- Bezos talks about is uh, a customer obsession. Um, you know, I, 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 for some reason, I have this innate desire to not just keep my customers happy, but, you know, to try and and, and, and serve people as best I can, whether it's my staff, whether it's my business partners, you know, whether it's my franchised operators, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to let anybody down. And it disappoints me when, you know, there's something that I could have done better, when I've left it, when, when I really could have, you know, I didn't leave it all out in the field, you know, I could have done more. Um, but you know what? That's why the sun goes down, the sun comes up, it's a new day. Today is as good a day to start and begin and to change and to move forward as any day. Uh, and when it comes to customer obsession, you know, I'm not saying that all customers are great. Uh, we've talked about how to qualify customers better. You know, you've got to have great top of funnel inquiry. So you've got the ability and the luxury to choose who you're going to work for. That ensures that you actually end up working for mostly, not every time, and usually more often than not, there is going to be a bit of a rogue client that doesn't end up being the type of person that you thought you're working for. But at the end of the day, I will still, and I've, I've demonstrated this to my staff. We've you know, we've had clients that have walked in and I've had to just basically, you know, juggle my calendar to try and fit these people in, both with the minute they walk into the office and then, of course, later on with maybe an on-site visit. And so, you know, I, I do have, uh, it makes me feel ill when we have disappointed somebody, whether that's a customer, whether that's staff, whether that's our franchised operators or my business partners. Um, and so I strive, I have, I, I'm obsessed with delivering, delivering service at a high level to all of my stakeholders. I hope that makes sense to you. So if, if you disrespect your, you know, and you don't, uh, let's say you, you don't, um, use that kind of obsession as a motivator, then that to me is what I would call a gap in your business. You need to be able to sort of understand how important it is to have a high level of customer obsession because that ultimately, you know, you want to create good cash flow in your business. You want to be able to make more uh, profit per transaction. Then it probably starts with customer obsession. What can I do to re-engineer the experience? What can I, where can I show more value because in, in essence, transactions with customers with high profit margins happen as a result. They happen naturally as a result of providing and demonstrating massive value. And so that's, that's, you know, that really does fall in line with, with customer obsession. Uh, I actually, because I'm obsessed you know, and I want to serve my customers better, I actually get rewarded. There's a premium that's then returned to me. There's an ROI. Um, and I think you know, that really does go into the next point, and that is long-term thinking. 
uh, if you kind of want this to change. See, the thing is, we want our business to change in five minutes, but but you as a human, me as a human, we struggle with change. Change doesn't happen quickly. Change is a process. Change takes time. And in some cases, I can change quick. And then in other cases, change takes a lot longer. And so, you know, your ability to, to think, we, we overestimate what we can do in 12 months, but we underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years. And I tell you, a lot of the time it's because we're just dealing with people that, you know, are impatient. They just kind of like, well, I want it now. And I'm like, I could throw the business onto you. I could get you 50 leads this month, but then you, you'd get two leads into it and go, Max, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I, I can't keep up. And so therein lies the developmental. For me as a CEO, uh, I didn't graduate I was a qualified carpenter and builder. I'd worked in construction since I was 16. Nobody ever trained me how to be a CEO. I didn't even, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know what those letters stood for. I had to go and Google that shit. But at the end of the day, my desire to just build a business and work with people of, of a very similar mindset, that's what inspires me. That's, and I know that that business is, the, the longer I can hold my breath and the, 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 the more patient I am, I think the, build, the bigger the business uh, as long as I'm putting in the work and I'm, do, I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I'm working hard every day, uh, if I have a long-term view, I'm going to be a lot happier in the process because I know it's slowly coming to me as well. Uh, and I'm not going to get overwhelmed because the minute you hit overwhelm, some, some people will say that if you, you are feeling overwhelmed right now, you're on the, you're on the brink of a breakthrough. And I, 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 I would say that I've experienced that. I've had so many balls up in the air and I'm thinking, how am I going to make this through? Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, uh, over the weekend or something's happened in the process of the week or the month where I'm going, you know what, all the dust has settled and it's cool and now we're actually on another level. We're on another plane and that's super exciting. And so I think when you combine everything together, I think the rule of thumb, the takeaway as I wrap up, uh, I, I think what you've got to consider all the time, every day for the rest of your life, so long as you're in business, is operational excellence. Uh, you know, I look at what I, I know that the training that I'm going to deliver to this gentleman this week is going to be better than the training that I delivered to my last two guys, which we which we trained, uh, you know, uh, several months ago. I just it's just the way it is. It's it's because I never get comfortable in knowing that. Well, I put a training module together, and you know that's four days worth of you know X Y Z. You know, I don't have to come in over the weekend. I want my life. You know, the thing is, nobody's whipping me. I don't have business partners that are going, you better get in there and make sure that, that training module's all up to, you know, up to snuff. It's because I have a desire to deliver at such a high level. And I am actually developing as a person. Forget about being a CEO. Here's something else. I'm a trainer. That's laughable. Me being a trainer, I've got such disrespect for education on a, on a, on a traditional level. It's ridiculous. Only because I'm not good at it. I am very much a visual learner and I like to learn things by watching somebody do it and then let me have a go at it. That's just the way it works. That's the way it works for me. But it's, it's that operational excellence. It's that desire to deliver, to do it better. You know, I love motorsport and everyone's trying to, you know, in that game, it's all about lap times. It's all about setting good lap times. And you have to be pinpoint accurate. Your setup on your car has got to be perfect. You've got to have your head in the game. You've got to be able to visualize, you know, what lines you're taking through what corners, you know, steering inputs, brake and, and throttle modulation, all of that sort of stuff. And it just, it's just, it consistently drives me every, every, 
year to be better than the last, every day to be better than yesterday, every week to, to do more than I did last week. It doesn't mean that we succeed all the time. It doesn't mean that um, we maybe uh, have a great attitude. But I know this, when we are playing in the long term, the averages will state that we have an, up, an upwards trajectory, not a downwards trajectory. So I would just encourage you to uh, never lose heart with uh, you know, what you're doing so long as you are in it for the long term. Uh, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love working with guys and gals that are entrepreneurial. Um, understand you've got to have that eagerness to invent. Never lose, never lose that feeling of day one, what it felt like. Never forget what that felt like. Uh, have the customer obsession. Think long-term and operate at a higher level today than what you did yesterday. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, you know, subscribe, uh, hit the bell, leave any comments or questions. And uh, I'll get back to you ASAP. You can text me on 250-241-8866 or you can email me at max at businessforbuilders.ca. Go build a kick-ass business. I'll see you next time.